Hey family, happy Monday. Blessed be the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I find no fault in Jesus. I find no fault in Jesus. I find no fault in Jesus Christ the Lord. I find no fault in him. Do you? Let's go to the word of God. I was reading the word today and I came across this scripture and it was like, you know what? Just to just to just bask in his presence. It's just so awesome. Because I don't know about you, but I know me and there's fault all over me. I don't think right all the time. I don't say the right things all the time. I don't do what I should do. The things that I don't do, I do. You know how that goes. You know what Paul said. It's the things that I should do, I don't. And the things I shouldn't do, I do. Oh, wretched man that I am. If we can all be honest, we know that we are flawed and perfect and pretty much a piece of work. (laughs) But I find no fault in him. That he's unspotted, unblemished, perfect, perfect. Let's go to the word of God. So in John 19, you know, they was ready to crucify Jesus, but they had to do everything in order. And they took him to Pilate and Pilate talked with Jesus. And after he finished talking with him, The Bible says in verse four, Pilate therefore went forth again and said unto them, behold, I bring him forth to you that you may know that I find no fault in him, that I'm bringing him back to you to let you know that this man has done nothing wrong. You want me to crucify him, but he's perfect you want me to crucify him but he's flawless you want me to crucify him but he's unblemished you want me to crucify him but I find no fault in him I don't see any lies I don't see any schemes I don't see any manipulation I don't find no fault in him so behold here he is but that you may know that I find no fault in him That was a really bold statement for Pilate to say that I don't know about you and I really don't know what y'all got going on. But from where I sit, I find no fault in him. From where I sit, something seems real right about this man that you want to crucify. And even though I thank God for the crucifixion and the cross and the blood that redeemed me back to the father. What I love about this scripture is that. He found no fault in him. And this is something that we can be encouraged about, family. That there's no fault in Christ. There's fault in you. There's fault with your neighbor. There's fault with your family. There's fault with your boss. There's fault with your teachers. There's fault. Everywhere we look around, we could point the finger and find fault. We could look around and find issues and problems. But when we look to Jesus, he's perfect. Perfect in all his ways, unspotted, unblemished, just perfection at its finest, pure. And I think that that is encouraging because we're flawed. 
And we are bound to screw up. And we are bound to make mistakes. But for it to be written, I find no fault in him that we serve a savior that has no fault in him. That we don't have to worry about what the end is going to look like because it's perfect. For he knows the plan to give us a future and a hope and an expected and a perfect end. I find no fault in him that I could believe that his promises are yea and amen. I find no fault in him that if I believe and that if I call on his name, that he will answer me and he will not cast me away. I have found no fault in him that he is not man that he should lie. I have found no fault in him. That if I believe that he would heal my body, that he would do it because I find no fault in him. There is no reason for me to believe that he would do anything other than what he said he would do. I find no fault in him. That he is the great I am, that he is the comforter, that he is anointed to heal the brokenhearted. I find no fault in him. You can go to counselors, you can go to friends, you can go to your pastors, you can go to so many people to try to receive comfort and healing, but it is not a guarantee. But when you go into the presence of the great I am, when you go into the presence of your lover, the lover of your soul, you will receive healing. You will receive comfort. Why? Because I have found no fault in him. There is no reason for me not to be able to find comfort in his presence. There is no reason for me not to find joy in his presence. There's no reason for me not to be healed and whole, lacking nothing in his presence because I find no fault in him. This is a bold and powerful statement that we can really stand on and declare. There is nothing wrong with you, Lord. Is everything wrong with this world? It's something wrong with me, but I find no fault in you. And there is no reason for me not to trust you. There is no reason for me not to believe that every word that has come forth out of your mouth shall be accomplished. I have found no fault in you. That if I believe with all of my heart, everything that you said will be made manifest before my eyes because I find no fault in you. That I believe that when you breathe, I will receive life because I find no fault in you. That no matter how dark it is, that when I turn on the light, you will illuminate the darkness because I find no fault in you. That no matter how hard it gets, your strength is made perfect. And there's no fault. There's no uncertainties. There is no reason for you to be weak. You are almighty God. You are El Shaddai. You are able to hold the heavy weight. That's why the Bible says, come to me all who are weary and heavy laden, for I will give you rest Come learn of me, come learn of me, for I am meek and lowly at heart, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. There is no fault in me. I have enough strength to hold your burdens. I have enough strength to hold you and keep you. I have enough strength to keep your mind. I have enough strength. To keep your body, I find no fault in him. I was just meditating on this word and I just was like, wow. Wow. This this was this was so bold and so so potent for me right now. 
Because people are faulty. Nothing, nothing is promised. Nothing. Things could just mess up at the drop of a dime. Everything. There's nothing on this earth that we can honestly say, I find no issues with. Whether it be where we live, where we work, the people we around, we can find fault everywhere. But when I look to the hills which cometh my help, I find no fault in Jesus. That I can run to him in the midst of all the things that brings pain and frustration because I find no fault in him. That he can answer me where there is unclarity and uncertainty because I find no fault in him. He's wise beyond my comprehension. So I know that when I go to him, I will receive the answers because he knows the mysteries. He knows the deep and the secret things. He knows what's in the darkness. I find no fault in him. See, I don't know what's in the darkness. I don't know what's beyond what I can see, but Christ knows all things. I find no fault in him. I'm not afraid to go to him because I know because he is so perfect and because he is so pure and because he is so potent that I'm going to be able to receive what it is that I need because I find no fault in him. I don't know about you, family, but this is something that is really enriching my heart tonight. I find no fault in him. I got issues with a lot of things. (laughs) I got issues with a few things. I could point out fault, 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 fault. That could be different. That could change. We can look around. We can look around and be like, man, if I could change this. But I find no fault in Jesus. I find no fault in Jesus. So I was just reading this tonight. And even though he presented him back to them and said, listen, I don't know about you, but I find no fault in him. The Bible says that Jesus came forth wearing a crown of thorns and a purple robe. And Pilate said unto them, behold, the man. And when the chief priests, therefore, and the officers saw him, they cried out, crucify him, crucify him. And Pilate said unto them, take ye him and crucify him. For I find no fault in him. I find no fault in him. I find no fault. That's what we have to say. Jesus is perfect. And if we could just take him out of the box that sometimes we put him in. Because how we see people and how people are shaky and flaky. And so we try to figure God out. And because his ways are not our ways and his thoughts are not our thoughts, we look at him as if he is faulty and flaky and shaky, not respecting the sovereignty and the lordship of who he is, that he is perfect, that his thoughts are perfect, that his ways are perfect, that he knows the beginning from the end. We only know the present. Amen. We only know what's going on right now. 
but he saw the beginning as well as the end. He knows how it's all going to play out. So we look at it and it seems like we're finding fault. And the only reason why we're finding fault because he's not doing what we want him to do when we want him to do it. But if we were able to see the big picture and was able to go beyond this present moment, we would find no fault in him. And when you acknowledge that he is great and that he is sovereign and that he knows as a, 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 a loving father, that he knows what each and every one of us need from the beginning to the ending and respect his love and respect his lordship and respect and reverence his sovereignty in our life, we would find no fault. But we are tainted. And we are polluted with lies from the enemy, frustrated, overwhelmed, heavy laden. And because things don't go the way we want them to go, we find fault. But it is written, I find no fault in him. And when I was reading it tonight and I was just, I just kept saying it to him. I said, Lord, I find no fault in you. No matter what's going on in my life, no matter the situations, no matter the circumstances, I find no fault in you. And I begin to do internal revenue and I was being accountable. And I said, you know what? I could have did this different and I shouldn't have said that. And I could have did this a little different. I find no fault in you, Lord, because we're quick to go to God. Why? And why did this happen? Lord, why didn't you fix this? Lord, why didn't you change this? I find no fault in you, Lord. I know that you know the beginning from the end. I know that you are Alpha and Omega. I know that you love me and you know the very numbers of hair on my head. I know that you have this great plan for me that my eyes haven't seen, my ears haven't heard, nor haven't entered into my heart. And if I could just trust your plan, if I could just trust your plan and see and just see and just wait to see, wait to behold your glory, wait to behold your presence, wait to behold the grace that is sufficient, wait to behold the mercy that is new every single morning, wait to behold the beauty for ashes. If I could just tarry with you long enough to see that there is no fault in you and that you had it all planned out and you got it all figured out from the beginning to the end and it may hurt now and it may be frustrating now and it may bruise and it may inflict pain and it may make you question but you gotta know in your heart that there is no fault in him and that he got it all worked out and I believe that all things are working for my good according to his will and his purpose because I know that I love him Therefore, I can be confident when I say, Lord, I find no fault in you. I know that you love me. I know that you're strengthening me. I know that you're developing me. I know that you're maturing me. I know that you're doing something great. I know it's, I know that you're birthing something in me, something that my family haven't seen, something that wasn't born out of my bloodline, something that they could not do. You're calling me to do. I see that you're birthing me to be a transsetter. I see See that you're birthing me to do something that is going to be exceedingly abundantly above all that I can ask, think, or imagine. I find no fault in him. That the pressure is for purpose. That the pain is for purpose. That what you're feeling is for purpose. I find no fault in him. 
And if we could just really just look and meditate on the scriptures, it is all there. Every time I open the word of God, I am beginning to see things that my eyes have not behold. I, I, ha- I haven't received the revelation. I've read it, but I haven't received the revelation. I haven't s- received it in my heart that I could be in awe. And tonight I'm in awe. I find no fault in him. To actually have somebody in your life that you can say is unflawed. That you can trust without a shadow of a doubt. That you could depend on without a shadow of the doubt. That you don't have to question. That you don't have to wonder. That you can really put 110% on Jesus and win. Because I find no fault in him. That I can give him my life. And let him do what he want with it because I trust that he knows what to do with it. The valleys, the storms, the wilderness, the mountains. He knows what to do with it. He knows when to take me high. He knows when to take me low. He knows when to exalt me. He knows when to humble me. He knows when to enlarge me. He knows when to I be in, I be in, I be in need. He knows what to do. He knows the peaks, the highs and the lows. Because he knows what we need each season as it comes and goes. When the season goes, here comes another lesson. Here come another blessing. When that season comes and that season goes, here go another lesson. Here go another blessing. He knows. And I can trust him with my life. I can trust him with my job. I can trust him with my home. I can trust him with my ministry. I can trust him with my daughter. I can trust him with any and everything in my life because I find no fault in him. Do you know you wouldn't put a lot of stuff in the hands of many people? You know what I'm saying? You like, nah, nah, nah. This just some things you got to take care of yourself, right? Am I right or am I right? Am I right or am I right? It's just some things you refuse to rely on people to do. Because you know, if I don't do it, it won't get done. Or if it do get done, it'll be halfway. And I think this is what we struggle with God with. Because we have this idea that he's like us. And even though he humbled himself and was wrapped in flesh, we cannot compare ourselves to the great I am what he did was just so we can have access to the father he made himself lower to be like man that he can be able to be touched with every infliction every infirmity every pain so he can know exactly how we feel but God is beyond Beyond what we can think. He is not like us. He wanted to experience what we were going through. But he's not like us. And we can take those things that are really important to us and lay it at his altar. We may not can't give it to too many people, but we can give it to God. We can't trust people to do too much. But you got to know you can trust God because I find no fault in Jesus. 
I find no fault in him, family. My eyes have seen too much. I have experienced him to a level that there is really no turning back for me. And I'm not saying that in a prideful way. I'm saying it as humble as I can. Like I'm so in love with with the man named Jesus and what he allowed me to see. And even to know that my eyes haven't seen and my ears haven't heard. That makes me want more of him because I want to behold. Amen. I want to behold more. I want to see more. I want to hear his voice more. I want to see the manifestations more. But just the little that I have seen and have heard and have experienced. There's no life outside of that experience for me. There is no life outside of that experience. I seen too much. I heard too much. I find no fault in him. He has always been there when I called on his name. He has always comforted. He has always healed. And no, it may not have been when I, amen, wanted him to. But he was always on time. And when I begin to acknowledge that, it seems like he showed up a little quicker than he used to. But it wasn't that he actually showed up faster. It's just that my faith increased. And without faith, it's impossible to please him. So God can move as quick as you believe. And the truth of the matter is, the way I look at it, his timetable is set. And it just seemed quick because I believe in him. The time that God will do something is the same time whether you believe or don't believe. It seems like sometimes that we want God to show up and show out and do these amazing things. But if we don't have the faith to believe it, we're not going to see it. Jesus was hindered from doing miracles in his own town due to unbelief. But when you have that faith to believe and you say, Lord, I believe you at your word. He began to move. He began to go into action. But even though we believe and even though he goes into action, he still do not go outside of his will. So if the blessing that he has in store for you is for you to receive next month, and even though you're praying for it right now, he's just going to still show up next month because he's sovereign. He, he knows when you need the blessing. You think you need it now, but he knows in his sovereignty you need it next month. So I love that about God. I find no fault in him. Sometimes we want stuff right now that we can't handle. We have no idea what we're going to do, what what we're praying for. But he knows. He knows the beginning from the end. So can we trust him? Can we find no fault in him to say, Lord, you know when I need this. You know when I need this promotion. You know when I need my healing. You know when I need my breakthrough. You know when I need my deliverance. I find no fault in you and I'm going to tarry with you and I'm going to pray and I'm going to worship and I'm going to exalt your name until I see the manifestation of what you promised me. I find no fault in Jesus. I find no fault in Jesus. 
I find no for I just was loving on the scriptures. I love I just I just love the word of God. I truly, truly do just love the word of God. And I love just really it, it honestly, family, to be honest with you, you really have to really be intentional. Because the enemy will have you all types of distracted thoughts coming here, thoughts coming from there. It is so important that we are intentional about reading the word of God, that we make a time, that we set a time. Because if you don't meditate on the words, you won't be able to have those beautiful moments that God wanted to give you as he opened up the pages of his scriptures to you as he opened your eyes and he opened your ears to give you revelation. I have read this scripture already. We all know about Jesus and they delivered him to Pilate. But it's just something about the word because it is alive that you can read the scripture over and over and over and he will give you revelation over and over and over and it begins to become a reality. It becomes real. It becomes like you could just begin to just see yourself standing there in the crowd. In the crowd amongst the people who are trying to crucify them and you trying to crucify him and you hear Pilate say, I find no fault in him. Ooh, just to be in his presence. Just imagine that. Imagine being there in the crowd. There were some there that wanted to crucify them. I keep saying them, Lord forgive me. Crucify him. And there was some there that loved him and was like, no, no, leave my Lord, leave him alone. But God knew the beginning from the end. And he knew that that crucifixion was going to bring forth salvation unto us. He knows the big picture. See, we could find no fault in him because even even myself and I can say I'd have been like Peter. <laughs> I'm ready to slice ears off. I'm ready to fight. You're not going to mess with my Jesus. But we don't know the end from the beginning. All we know is the present being with him in that present. Being in his presence, being around him, hearing his words, hearing his wisdom, just feeling the love. He is love. So imagine just being around him, walking around him and hearing him just speak the word, speaking life, being the light in the world. You're not going to want him to die. Even though you don't know that his death is going to bring you salvation and that his blood is going to redeem you. We, we don't know the be ending from the beginning and the ending from the beginning. All we know is the present moment. And right now, during our situation, during our infirmity, during our divorces or breakups, or we're losing our jobs, or we are, we're struggling with our children, we're, all we see is the present. All we see and all we feel is this present moment. It hurts. I don't like it. It's ugly. It is uncomfortable. But we got to find no fault in Jesus and know he knows the ending of a thing. He knows the ending. And we got to trust and believe that. And this is a scripture that you can really take with you. If you're having a, a if you're struggling right now. And you're really hurting right now. And you're really trying to understand what God is doing in your life. My sister, my brother, repeat these words. I find no fault in him. I find no fault in him. I'm not going through this for nothing. I find no fault in him. He loves me. I find no fault in him. 
He's going to work this out. I find no fault in him. Say this with me because some of us really need to hear this right now. Some of us really need to declare and decree this right now. I find no fault in him. This too shall pass. This too shall pass. I find no fault in him. And this is what you tell the enemy. Because the enemy is whispering lies and he's deceiving you. But you got to say it is written. I find no fault in him. And I know he loves me. And I know he cares. He's with me. He's never leaving me. He's never forsaken me. I find no fault in him. It's got me all razzle dazzled. (laughs) Oh man, when you think about it, when you really think about the goodness of Jesus and when you really meditate on it, because I've been meditating on it for a, a few hours as I was reading it and I just kept saying it, Lord, I find no fault in you. I find no fault in you. Because sometimes we don't like to be accountable when you when you when you tell Jesus, when you tell the the perfect Christ, the Messiah, I find no fault in you. You begin to acknowledge yourself, your sin, your rebellion, your disobedience, because some of the things that we're going through is because of our disobedience, because of our rebellion. And the minute we can just be accountable. And say, I find no fault in you. I love Job 26. He said, teach me to hold my tongue and cause me to learn what I have erred. Where did I go wrong, Lord? What did I didn't do right? What didn't I obey? I find no fault in you, Lord. I find no fault in you. And this is what we have to do. Because the minute we do that, we take all the power from the enemy and we begin to position ourselves for the Holy Spirit to really begin to move and really begin to give us insight and wisdom on our situation to begin to download the blueprint of what we need to do to get out of that situation. But as long as we sit there, woe is me and why and this and that. No, 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 no. I find no fault in you, Lord. This ain't this, this, you're not trying to hurt me. You're not trying to hurt me. Lord, you love me. I say that a lot. I think that is an important thing as children of God that we repeat on a daily basis. Lord, I know you love me. I know you love me, Lord. I know you love me. The pain come. I know you love me, Lord. The bills come. I know you love me, Lord. Frustration, aggravation disappointment, failure. I know you love me, Lord. I say this no matter what it is I'm going through and no matter what I'm feeling, Lord, I know you love me. And now by reading this word tonight, I have another thing to say, Lord, I know you love me and I find no fault in you. I find no fault. You're perfect in all of your ways. And because I find no fault in you, I know you have my best interest at heart. I know that what the enemy meant for my bad, you're going to turn it around for my good and that it is all well. 
I find no fault in you. This blessed my heart tonight. It blessed my heart and I pray that it blessed your heart. I pray that if anyone is listening right now and you've been going through a storm and you've been going through a dry season, you've been going through a rough patch and you just really looking for God to give you some answers and the enemy has been lying and you've been trying to figure out if God walked away or not. I want you to just declare and decree, Lord, I find no fault in you. I find no fault. Take accountability and leave room for the Holy Spirit to speak and lead you to the next move so that it could be your best move. We need guidance from the Holy Spirit. God is the only, he's truly the comforter. He's truly the comforter. We need to be in the presence of God to receive our strength, to receive our joy, to receive our, our peace. We need the presence of God. We cannot get it from any earthly tangible thing. We need to tap into the spirit. We need to decrease that the spirit of God can increase in us and that we can receive what it is that we need from our savior. The Bible says build up yourself in your most holy faith by praying in the Holy Ghost. You got to get into the spirit to build yourself up. Amen. You got to get out of the flesh. You got to get out of the natural. You got to you got to stop looking around you and look inside you. Tap into the spirit. Get your joy, get your peace, get your wisdom from your savior, from your master, from your Adonai, from your Elohim, from Jehovah Rebo Kasha, from Jehovah. He is the one that has the answers. If any man lack wisdom tonight, let him ask of God and he will give freely. We serve a God that has no fault in him, that has more information than Google. You don't have to search it. You don't have to go on the web. You don't have to go on the internet looking for uh, an excuse. You don't have to look for nothing on the internet. If any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God. Your search is over, my brother. Your search is over, my sister. We're talking to this one. We're talking to that one. We're Googling this. We're Googling that. We're Siri this. We're No, Lord. Adonai, I come to you seeking wisdom tonight. Jehovah, Abba, I come to you seeking peace tonight. Tiskanu, Nisi, I come to you seeking healing tonight. The search is over. We don't need to search no more. Everything we need is in the presence of God. I find no fault in him. I find no fault in him. I'm pretty excited and I'm just going to go and meditate on this, this and just keep saying it because I think it, it's just really powerful for me. It's powerful for me because like I said, this world is faulty. There's, we could find fault everywhere. There's mistakes everywhere. There's so much we would love to change. There's so much we would love to fix. But to know that we serve a God that has no fault in him, that is perfect in every way. That we can trust and lean on him. That is something to be joyous about. That is something to praise him about. So I pray each and every one of you have been blessed. I pray that you go read John 19. Let the Lord open your eyes. Let him give you revelations. Let him speak to you. 
as you read his love letters because he wants to give you that fresh anointing. He wants to give you fresh revelation. He wants to give you that wisdom. God answers in his word. You want to get to know God, you got to read his word. We can't just think he's going to tell us what we want him to tell us and we don't seek his face. I find no fault in him. And he said, if I seek him and seek him with my whole heart, I'll find him. I find no fault in him so I can trust that. He's not a liar. He's not a liar. He don't play backsies. He's not going to say one thing and do another. People do that. But not the God we serve. People are unreliable. People are untrustworthy. But I find no fault in Jesus. And I pray tonight that no matter what you're going through, that you speak and you declare and decree, I find no fault in you, Lord. I love you, family. Until I talk to you again, good night.